0: In Genesis and what's Genesis start with in the beginning and what happens after that anyone want to help the world okay so in the beginning okay maybe that's a bit big yeah yeah it's a bit big I've got a plan see if it works okay in the beginning Okay, and what did... But we'll we'll leave that there, okay? In the beginning... Okay, uh, Wilson, do you want to read that out?
1: In the beginning was the Word.
0: In the beginning was the Word.
1: And the Word was with God. And the
0: Word was with God. What color should a crown be? Let's, Let's give God a crown here. Well, that doesn't work. Let's try this orange one. Okay. The Word was with God.
1: And the Word was God.
0: Oh, the Word was God. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to win any awards here. The word was, word was God. It wasn't just with God. He was God.
1: He was with God. In the beginning.
0: Okay, so in the beginning, word was with God, and he was God. Okay.
1: Through him, all things were made.
0: Okay, so this goes back to in the beginning, God made everything. Okay. Okay, so he made the trees. What else did he do? Hills. He made some hills. Birds. I'm only hearing Emily. Why am I only hearing Emily? What else did he make? He made some people, clouds, manta rays. Don't know if I'm going to fit manta rays in this. Great white sharks. I'm not sure if I've got room for great white sharks. Uh, let's go some red birds and maybe some flowers. All right, so in the beginning, all things were made. What did it say?
1: Without him, nothing was made oh, that okay. has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it.
0: Okay. Darkness. Okay.
1: There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. That's a funny mouth. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, but though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him.
0: Can we just read that last line again, Wilson?
1: He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Verse 12 Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God.
0: A lot quicker in my head. Sorry, okay. Um, all right, let's keep
1: going. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth.
0: Okay, in my head it looked a lot nicer than this. <laughs> and if I had time I could probably make it a little bit nicer. But so we just read through John 1, and hopefully we've made some attempt to try and picture it. What what can you see? What have you heard? What questions does that raise? And this is for everyone, not just our, for our little kids and our big kids. Anything that's not clear? Or is that really, really clear, and I've done an amazing job? (laughs) No? (laughs) Well, let's actually unpack this a little bit, because there's actually a lot going on, isn't there? There's a lot going on in this one picture, in this one passage. Um, Now, kids, you have a choice. Um, You can stay here and we're gonna talk about this, or there's pictures of homes at the back, and I'm gonna set up a little competition to see uh, who can draw the best house. And I want you to dream about what kind of house you would like to have, what kind of home you would like to have. Um, So kids, if you wanna go, there's some coloring sheets at the back, Um, There's some tables around that you can sit at, or you can come and listen to what we're about to talk about. But I want to focus on one particular verse, Um, verse 15. What does it say? How about we read this together? The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I've got the verse wrong. It's verse 14. But I want to just unpack this as we've looked at this passage. And let's just walk through it. So right at the beginning, we're told that the Word is in the beginning. But what comes next? The Word is in the beginning. It is with God. And it is God. But then what else does it say? We're told in verse 3 that through Him... All things are made and he is the light, he is the life and light of all mankind. So we've got both life and light. But then as we jump down to verse 14 there, the word becomes flesh. And that's what we remember at Christmas, isn't it? As we look forward to Christmas next week, we remember that the Word that was in the beginning, the Word that was God, the Word that gives life, the Word that gives light, becomes flesh. But not only did He become flesh, He made His dwelling among us. And for the the big kids, the adults, we've been going through Exodus, and one of the big things in Exodus is the tabernacle. And the point of the tabernacle was what? That God might dwell with his people. That God might dwell with his people. And here we have the word becoming flesh and making his dwelling, his home, among us. That's what Christmas is, isn't it? That the promises of the Old Testament, the promise of the exodus and the tabernacle is found here in Jesus. In the word that was God. The word that gives life. The word that gives light becomes flesh and makes his dwelling among us. And that's what we remember at Christmas. We remember that he comes to dwell with us. And we pointed to this hinted at this last week the name Emmanuel means God with us God the word life giver light giver become flesh with us but the rest of this verse says we have seen his glory now first and foremost this is the apostle John who wrote this and the rest of the early disciples, they had seen His glory. And if we jump to John's letter, it says that we have seen His glory, but now we proclaim that to you. And there's something that's hinting that we too see something of His glory. But how do we do that? How do we see His glory? Because if we remember back in Exodus, nobody can see God particularly face-to-face, and see His glory and live. So how do we see His glory? How can we see the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth? How do we do that? Well, it comes back to all this, doesn't it? Well, first, we see it in the Word. We see it in the living Word, the person of Jesus that is God, that. Created all things that gives light and becomes flesh. We see it in Jesus. We also see it in the written word. Right? The two are connected, deeply in connected. And so through both the living word and the written word, we can see the glory of Jesus. But secondly, we also see it in his divinity, in his godhood, in his presence, in his creation. We can look out into the world and see who He is. We can see His glory as the sun breaks over the horizon. We can see His glory as the sky is pitch black and the stars shine through the night. We can see His glory as a newborn child is born innocent, pure. We can see His glory as we see the world even in its brokenness, demonstrate love and compassion for their neighbor. We can see His glory in His creation. And this is tied to the next point. We see it in the life. We see it not only in the world around us, but as I hinted at, at at people. As you look at the creation around us, at the people that God created, we see glimpses of His glory. As people do good, as people show grace, as people give generously, as people give of themselves, we see something of His glory. And again, in a newborn child, as life is given, we see His glory. But we also see it in light. Now this one takes a little bit of unpacking. Because Here we have the one who gives light coming into the world that he has made. And there are those who remain in darkness and do not know who he is. But there are those who receive who he is, who come into the light, who receive him. And you know what happens? They change, they are transformed because of who Jesus is. As they move from darkness to light, something changes, something shifts. And when that happens, we again get a glimpse of God's glory. As we see people transformed, moved from darkness to light, as they move from death to life, we get a glimpse of God's glory because that is why all of this has happened. It's why we look forward to Christmas because not only is it A fulfillment that God, the Word, Jesus, becomes flesh and dwells among us, but in doing so, transforms lives, transforms people. And so we can see his glory as people's lives are transformed. But going back to the beginning, we see it in his flesh. Because it doesn't end with Christmas, does it? The Word, who was God, who creates all things, who gives light, who becomes flesh to dwell among us, doesn't remain there, but goes in the flesh to his death. And in doing so, secures that God will be with his people, secures that God will dwell with us. And there we see his glory. We see His glory like nothing like nothing else this world can offer. And so the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So what does that mean for us then? Well, I want to offer a few things to take away. Firstly... God is with us. The whole story of Scripture ends at that point when God will dwell with his people. And as we look forward to Christmas, we remember all of these things. And we remember that God is with us. As you go into the crazy hot week that's about to come, God is with you. As you're juggling kids on the school holidays, God is with you. As you battle through the work week, hoping that the Christmas holiday comes sooner, God is with you. As you rejoice in the moments of wonder and happiness that will come, God is with you. As we hear the newborn cries, however tired we might be, God is with us. God is always with us because of all this. And that should give us hope, should give us encouragement, should give us comfort. But secondly, I think this is actually really important. We can see his glory. If we remember going back to the tabernacle, the challenge of the tabernacle was that nobody could really ever see God. And so he had to put things in place to get them as close as possible. But here, we are miles ahead in that journey of seeing the glory of God. And we see that through Jesus. And so we get to see Him. We get to experience His glory through all of these things, through His Word, through His world that He's created, through people that are transformed by Jesus, the fellowship that we have here, but also just the mere fact that we get to know Jesus, that we can hear who He is, what He has done, and what He will do. We get to see His glory. But because we can see it, it also means we can know Him. It means that we can know God in a way that those before Jesus couldn't. This passage ends saying, No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God as in, and is in closest relationship with the Father and has made him known. And so for those in the light who seek to know God, it's not this massive leap. No, it's, it's, it's not even a step because the one who knows God, who is God, is with us. And so we can know Jesus, we can know who he is, in a deep, in a personal, and a meaningful way. So we can know him. We can not only see him, but we can also know him. And because we can know him, we can show him to others. We can share him with others. And so those in the light continue to reflect the light into the darkness in the hope that others will move from darkness to light. In the hope that they will be saved from death to life, freed from sin and slavery, and freed in Christ. And so as we look forward to Christmas, as we come to the end of the year and our time in Exodus, and just reflecting on all that is good in the gospel, here we have the Word who was in the beginning with God, who was God, and through Him all things were made, Everything we see, everything we touch, everything around us was made through him. Nothing was made without him. And he gives light. In his presence, darkness runs away. It can't overcome him. But not only that, he comes in the flesh. He comes in the flesh to dwell among us. Generations have seen him and seen his glory and continue to proclaim him. And we get to join in that. We get to join in the parade of witnessing the glory of God and testifying and proclaiming it to a world in darkness. That's what this is all about, isn't it? And so I hope as we come to the end of the year that we continue to take hold of that, that we continue to remember that the Word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us and we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth amen let's pray heavenly father we come so grateful so thankful that as we come to the end of the year many things have changed many things continue to change but one thing does not and that is you and your eternal purpose to dwell with us to dwell with your world to dwell with your creation and so we pray that as we look forward to the end of the year as we look forward to christmas as we remember all these things that we might be once again reminded and filled with joy and hope and light of all that you have done in Jesus, that he who is God became flesh and dwelt among us. Help us to rejoice in that. Help us to celebrate that and help us to hold on to that for hope, peace, comfort, and joy. And this we ask in his name.
1: Amen.